Why do most gamers prefer the regular kind of role-playing game? What do you do if you want something more? And what can we say to the majority who tell us we are playing bad wrong fun? Jay's gonna bring me back Give me a plus one to attack Oh, oh, oh I won't come back to the dice Whoa, oh, oh, oh I think I need some good advice I need a Hey, it's Jay, and this is Roleplay Rescue. Recently, I was talking to some friends, and there was a definite lament in the air. The basic thrust of the lament was simple. Why can't we get players to come and try the games we like to play? The basic reality is that what we were talking about playing wasn't the regular kind. There's a certain role-playing game and brand that is broadly the equivalent of the ubiquitous regular branded products in other categories. I like to think about Kellogg's and their cornflakes, Coke and their cola, and Toilet Duck and their toilet cleaner. No, not in the sense of being household products, but rather in a sense of being the regular kind. Each has its cheaper non-branded alternatives, plus its branded competitors, but the product is basically the same thing. For me, Dungeons & Dragons is the regular kind of role-playing game, and there is nothing wrong with that at all. D&D does the job. It's popular precisely because it's well-known and safe. Everyone, even non-gamers, knows the brand. And if you're starting out in the hobby, it's the standard. D&D is the regular kind. And there are imitators. There's the people who prefer to play the older edition of the regular kind of game, because that's what they grew up with and because it works. It's well-known and safe. There's the competing brand, like Pathfinder, who seek to offer basically the same experience, but claim to do it better. And maybe they do. It's all fantasy, it's all pretty heroic, and it allows for a range of different styles of play. It's nice and welcoming to newbies, offering a useful starter set, for example, and it's mass-marketed to the majority. Welcome to the regular kind of role-playing game. The regular kind also gets played in the regular way. A game master and their player friends, polyhedral dice, character sheets, an adventure, two to six hours per session, everyone learns the rules, the world's pretty generic and everyone gets to play the hero. There's nothing wrong with it. It's the way the majority goes. But honestly, I am bored with it. It's as bland as cornflakes as far as I'm concerned. Of course, I have my days. When I'm in the deepest anxieties, when I can barely bring myself to go to the table to play, well, that's when I hanker for the regular kind. And I am one of those people who prefers the older versions of the classic fantasy game, so I end up reading the first or second edition rules more often than I care to admit. You see, for me, Dungeons & Dragons is a safety behaviour. It comes out when I need to play it safe and not rock the boat. When I am scared, I want to roll 1d20 and not fiddle about with anything different. But there are other games that I prefer. The regular kind isn't really made for people like me. I'm too much of a neophile to just play D&D, and my interests in gaming require more than the generic standard. What's a gamer to do 
when they feel the way that I feel. Let's be clear. If you enjoyed Dungeons & Dragons, great. Go for it. Enjoy yourself. More power to you. I am not dissing your hobby. There is nothing wrong with the regular kind. Just be aware, this might not be the podcast you are looking for. And that's okay. For me, and for the purposes of what I aim to talk about on this podcast, tabletop role-playing games are about three big things. One, spending time with people I enjoy being engaged with creatively. Two, immersing myself into a deeply grounded and evocative fantastic world. Three, exploring that world through the senses of well-crafted, likeable and believable characters. For me, the story is an emergent byproduct of the game. I enjoy challenge and I enjoy a good fantasy. Rolling dice is a big part of my joy, but at heart, what I am is a role player. So why can't I do that with D&D? Answer, no obvious reason. Except, the game I am currently running for some friends is a game in which none of the players know so much as which game system they are playing. Let's say that again. They don't know which system we're using. They have created characters and they spend time in-game role-playing through the senses of those characters in an almost entirely narrative or descriptive manner. I, as GM, roll the dice. Yeah, all of them. I adjudicate the rules entirely behind the screen. Remember, they don't know the rules. They get to explore their characters and to explore the world those characters inhabit. And the game, so far, runs faster and the game runs in a completely different manner. In short, we are playing with a different method. The word I like is a methodology. A different method to the regular kind of game. And yes, I have been told by people who don't play this way that A, this will be crap for the players, and B, that it's not possible for the GM to run all the rules behind the screen. I disagree, and the primary reason for disagreeing is because that is how we are actually playing, and my players keep showing up to play. More than that, they even tell me to have a very good time. They say it's a good game. While my anxiety tempts me not to trust that, I choose to take their comments at face value. And it's a very different role-playing experience. It's not the regular kind. So that means most gamers won't want that experience. And that's okay. Because we do. The regular approach to gaming goes something like this. The GM chooses a game system. The GM buys or writes an adventure. Characters are rolled up. And then you start playing. Most regular games are short-lived, lasting a few sessions, or even sometimes they're one-shots, convention-style games designed for a quick blast of fun. Often players are recruited based on the game system chosen. All that really matters is some vaguely defined choices about genre, system, and whether we are narrativist, gamist, or simulationist. And, well, off we jolly well go. So, for example, you might say, hey guys, I'm playing a fantasy game using Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, and we're going to be heavily focused on combat, so it'll be pretty gamist. Ta-da! From there, players build a character using the rules. Maybe they roll them up with dice randomly, 
Alternatively, they might build them using some kind of points buy system. A third option may be some kind of life path system, where a character is created from birth all the way through to the point of starting to play. Once created, the key is to get playing as quickly as possible. We only have a few hours and we want to get on with it. Make it fun. Make it action-packed and exciting. Make sure it's filled with cool moments. Don't forget the rule of cool. And afterwards, we'll be picking another game and moving on. Maybe next session or maybe in 24 sessions, whatever. Everyone knows you can't expect players to stick around and to commit because, well, we're all too busy. Yeah. I'm done with that old, time-worn, tried and tested methodology. It's the gaming equivalent of a hamburger. Tastes good in the moment, but basically it's a process recipe for pleasing the taste buds for a few minutes. And nothing is inherently wrong with it, but personally, I prefer food cooked by hand, with care and with fresh ingredients. Now, to be clear, I am experimenting with my play. I do not claim to have all the answers and I am talking exclusively about what I am doing right now as I run my own games for my tiny group of players. With the game I spoke about earlier, there are four of us, three willingly, experimentally minded players and then me as a GM. You see, having talked about what I want for about two years, having agonised over how to do it for months, well, I just decided to go for it. And I decided to go for the hardest, most extreme version of what I want. Is it possible, I wondered? Can it be done? What does it look like? And I aim to share what I learn as I learn it. If that sounds interesting, then welcome aboard. But here's the caveat. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe it won't work. We could fail. That's always a possibility with any creative endeavour. But frankly, I was so fed up with cornflakes and hamburgers that I decided to just go for it. To give it a go. Three kind friends have stepped up and so here we are. This is how we started. As GM, I offered the idea out and I chose the players. I limited it to three in the end. A good sized group that pushes the boundaries of how many character sheets I can juggle, but also gives us a cooperative party of characters. And the first mistake was thinking that I could do this open table with drop in, drop out players. But I can't. Well, not yet anyway. So if I turned you away, I do apologise. I had to give myself some limits. With these three players, we spent a session agreeing on a setting, a world, and we discussed what we might enjoy, what we definitely wouldn't enjoy, and what we were flexible about. The Northern Isles turned out to be a late Imperial Roman-inspired fantasy with Iron Age technology and British feel. The characters were to be in the most northerly border fort in the Empire, and the whole theme is that the Empire is about to fall. Next, I, as GM, chose a game system. I might talk about which one in a separate episode, in which I will throw up huge spoiler alerts for my players and anyone else who might be seeking to avoid knowing, but I chose a game system that I thought would A, fit the world we're seeking to create, and B, was interesting for me to run. I can reveal exclusively that it's not Dungeons & Dragons. Characters were then co-created. Each player submitted a short concept, and interestingly, all of them wrote a couple of hundred words of backstory. I didn't ask for the backstory, but they chose each independently to write one. And then each player had a quick online session of around about one to one and a half hours with me one-to-one, -one, in which we played through the character's growing up story from birth, in which we discovered their family, through to age 18 or 21 or so. 
Each phase of their development involves some random events, some complications and some moral choices to make. All of this, along with some questions arising from the process, informed me as to who the character is and, after all of that, I sat down for about two hours per character and put them into the system. Choices were made by players unless they defaulted to a random option. Some choices were made by my interpretation of the character concept and the emerging story of their life. Surprises were made on both sides of the screen. We had a pretty good time and now there are some really interesting characters in play. Along the way, I found myself liking these three people whom we have willed into being and placed in North Point. Each of them has some goals. From here, an adventure skeleton was written by me as GM as a sort of initial situation was devised in which I could begin to move the characters towards their goals. The first goal was basically to bring the characters together. Some obstacles were placed in their way, challenges were thought about in terms of what stuff the characters would likely be interested in tackling, but no solutions were written down. I wanted to prep situations and avoid prepping a plot. And then we merely started playing. We're no longer playing the regular kind of role-playing game. We're curious to see where it leads us and we're hoping that we can keep playing for the sake of playing because it's interesting, it's challenging, fantastic and enjoyable. And here's hoping you're curious enough to come along with us. In case you think that I've gone completely bonkers and abandoned all regular kinds of game, I wanted to come clean and let you know that I have, at the time of recording, two other games in process. One is the Mr. Mir campaign, which plays on Monday nights and uses one of those regular kinds of alternative games that I mentioned earlier. One of the more interesting and fringe systems is Mithras, a descendant of the venerable RuneQuest game engine, and I highly recommend it. Now we're playing the modified version of that game designed to emulate broadly Dungeons & Dragons 1st and 2nd edition with a D100 dice mechanism in play. As far as the regular kind of role-playing goes, this is as good as it gets to my mind. Mithras is much more grounded and consistent than older D&D, but classic fantasy evokes the mood and style really well. The group has six players, including the game's author and line editor, Rodney Leary, and we're having a good time. You see, I am just as capable of enjoying the regular kind as anyone else, but, well, it's not really my best stuff. Other than the Northern Isles and Mistermere, I'm also warming up to run a new science fiction campaign set in the Third Imperium universe, which I first encountered back at the beginning of my hobby from the Traveller role-playing game except I'm not running it with Traveller. I decided, because I was feeling experimental, to run the game with the GURPS system from Steve Jackson Games. That's a game system I really enjoy. This particular game is aimed at being a halfway house between the totally behind-the-screen methodology of the Northern Isles and the regular kind of game I am running with Mithras. Players will have character sheets, they'll make dice rolls and play in a recognisably regular way, but I'm not going to encourage system knowledge at all. And additionally, I'm going to focus on removing system talk as much as possible and instead focus my game mastery skills on description and role-playing the NPCs much more in acting mode. I want to see how it feels to move outfield away from the regular kind with players who are used to that kind of regular play. And so here we are. Webster is currently working towards a new methodology. 
I think that this methodology is on a spectrum, as is so often the case, but it's unashamedly not the regular kind. And the biggest thing is that I'm downplaying rule systems and I'm emphasizing characterization and description of the world. And well, that's about where we're up to. I hope you'll come along for the ride. And now it's time for, well, a couple of call-ins. Some weeks ago now, I had a series of really quite kind and thought-provoking call-ins from Menyon, who's also known as Rob, from Confessions of a Wee Timorous Bushy podcast. And I thought that although, if you've been listening to the GM's journal over on the Patreon, you will have heard this some weeks ago, I thought it would be useful and worthwhile for well me to share it with everybody else. So... Without any real further comment, I'm just going to play Rob's call. Thanks very, very much, dude. And, well, make of it what you will. Over to Rob. Hey, Shay. Uh, This is Rob, also known as Minion. I just wanted to call in to give some of my thoughts. I've I've kind of shared shared these ideas with you previously in text, but not in audio. So I guess I should do it now as best I can. Um really really appreciated the last series that you did for uh, Rock Play Rescue um, what I particularly like is the fact that you're really starting to focus in on the kind of games that you want to play uh, the kind of people you want to play with you know um, that may or may not be me uh, hopefully someday we will get to play together finally and maybe we can get to talk together um, I particularly really enjoyed the interview you did with Primeval um, Role Playing. Sorry, <laughs> I forgot Daniel's uh, nickname there. It was really great to hear your story condensed like that, put together. And it's in fact, it is in fact something that I wanted to do myself, but it's already been done now. So there you go. We'll have to talk about something else at some point in the future. Um Another thing that I really enjoyed about the uh, some of your recent uh, podcasts um, recordings is your idea that you're you're focusing in on a particular type of game. Now I've shown you some kind of like a you know support in that and appreciation for that uh, idea, but I'm not sure if I'm there um, exactly. That is to say that I'm still very much torn between a few systems and a few different play styles and so on and so forth um, and so maybe you're a little bit, a few steps ahead of me um, this could be in some ways that like some of some other uh, members of the anchorite community as it were uh, I've only just returned to the the game um, to role-playing games and, uh, and so I don't have the the sort of uh, knowledge to draw upon that you do. I don't have the the experience, the failures and the successes that you have. Um, and there's still a lot of things I want to try out. So, you know, um, I'm very much torn between a few different systems, although at the same time, I completely agree with the idea of focusing in on something special. Now, since I've uh, started my own campaigns and joined other friends that are running theirs online uh, and elsewhere, I guess I've been lucky that I've had these ongoing campaigns, these sort of things that have continued to, 
we've continued with, we've stuck with. And for the most part, players that have, you know, stuck together for really quite considerable amounts of time. And when I think about it, these are, these are players that have really sort of come together week on, week out uh, on a much uh, more reliable in a much more reliable time frame than than many others that I played with before uh, back in the day when we had much 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 more time so for that I guess I must be quite uh, grateful anyway I, I don't know I don't know how useful this message is it's just to say that I do appreciate what you're doing um, and you know I, I'm, I'm playing with these different ideas that I have I very, still really feel a very strong um, hankering for middle earth role playing and for runequest uh i am playing um old school essentials and you know a certain amount of uh, advanced D, &D. Uh, but i i certainly have more of a hankering for these uh for runequest and these setting strong <laughs> strong settings i don't know how is that setting strong role playing games is that is that word i'm not sure um, but that struggle will continue to go on and that, that doesn't need to concern you so much. But I just wanted to say cheers and look forward to the new episodes. Bye-bye. And that's it for this episode. Big thank you to everyone who has been in touch with questions or comments, whether by email, on Discord or with an anchor message. And a special thanks to today's callers. I hope that you found this week's episode either useful or interesting. And if you have questions, please feel free to call into the show via anchor.fm slash RPG Rescue, where you can click on the message button and leave me a one-minute message. I do enjoy answering your questions, so keep them coming in. Roleplay Rescue is supported and funded by the generous contributions of patrons, and I want to thank every single one of them. Your generosity keeps me going, so thank you. And that, as they say, is a wrap. My name is Che Webster. This is Roleplay Rescue. See you again next time. Game on.